Shalom, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast, discovering the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And now, from beautiful Brandon, Florida, here are your hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. We are back in Studio A with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. Welcome. Shalom, everyone. Man, we got awesome stuff going on. But the most exciting thing going on right now is the tour portion, Vaishlak. And if you're with me, go ahead and hit the love or like or subscribe or whatever button on your podcast app that you're using, whether it be SoundCloud or iTunes, whatever it is. We need to get this message out and we need your help doing it. And so today we're studying Vaishlak, which is He Sent, which can be found in the book of Genesis, starting in chapter 32, verse 3, uh, and going to chapter 36 and verse 43. Excellent, excellent. Right out of the gate here, we want to start reading the Torah portion out loud here, uh, but we are going to begin with uh, Genesis chapter 32, verse 1, and I'm going to have Ryan, he's going to be reading uh, actually verses 1 in chapter 32 all the way through verse 5. So verses 1 through 5 of Genesis 32. Once again, Jacob prepares to meet Esau. This is getting ready to be a family reunion, folks. Oh, I'm excited too. Uh, Here we go. It says, And Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's host. And he called the name of the place Mahanaim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau his brother unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall ye speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob saith thus, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now. And I have oxen and donkeys flocks and maid servant uh, and men servants and women servants and I have sent to tell my lord that I may find grace in thy sight. Excellent, excellent, you know. So once again Jacob is going to send messengers uh, to tell his brother about his return and uh, he wants to find grace in his sight. Uh, doesn't that sound familiar Ryan? The word grace is the Hebrew word chen. It means graciousness, kindness or favor. Uh, We can find this in the story of Noah. You know, it's interesting when people start talking about dispensationalism. You know, I I do believe there are epochs of time or or periods of time. Don't get me wrong. But to sit here and say, well, you know, now we're in the age of grace, you know, not law. I mean, that's kind of a a stiff statement there, but but I'd like to to differ on that. Uh, Yeah, we do have God's grace and everything, but the Torah's teachings and instructions uh, it's not been done away with. I mean, you have to understand that. Well, without, without the you know the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Don't get me wrong, but what does the Torah do? It tells us what sin is. No doubt. So you can't do away with that. And so once again, Genesis six eight, uh, Noah found grace in God's sight, and so uh, did Jacob. Want with Esau, he wanted to find chen, the Hebrew word for grace, graciousness, kindness, and favor towards him. Yeah, and you know that's interesting about that paradigm shift of the Torah is that the Torah is the loving instructions from a father. That sounds a lot more like grace to me than this bondage that people, you know, try to associate the Torah with, which... Well, the acronym for grace is, you know, godly riches at Christ's expense. Amen. So grace empowers us not to sin. Of course, we are sinners. We do sin, but we do have a mediator. We, we are uh, able to ask for forgiveness, and it's forgotten and cast aside, put aside, and, and forever forgotten. But uh, like I said, you know... Uh, I guess it's been 20 years since Jacob has seen Esau. It's a bit. Because he served for the, uh, you know, both uh, wives, seven years apiece, which is 14. 
then another six years. And of course, Jacob makes mention to Laban. Uh, just a little quick uh, flashback here. Uncle uh, Laban or Laban, his name needs to be made white, but we know he was a shady character. And Jacob is crying out to him, saying, hey, listen, I worked for you for 20 years. I felt like you cheated me, you know, and all this and stuff. So, you know, you reap what you sow. Uh, remember, he was, a, he was a cheater. You know, he, uh, he cheated. He deceived. You know, Jacob did. And so um, it's, it's coming back on him a little bit here. Uh, just remember that. It's all about honesty. We, we talked about that last week. It's all about honesty. So Jacob has got these vain imaginations. And so thank God for the Apostle Paul. It says, take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. Cast down vain imaginations. So all of a sudden, you know, he sends messengers towards Esau. And, and the messengers, they return back to Jacob. And they told him, hey, man, Esau is coming. Right? Oh, yeah. And, and he's coming with 400 men. Wow. You talk about a posse or an entourage. You know, you ever see these boxers go down to the ring, you know, they play the music and they got the little entourage, you know, you know. And, and of course, he's greatly afraid and distressed. That's what it says in Genesis 32.7. He's greatly afraid and distressed now. Oh, my gosh. Esau's coming and he's bringing 400 men. And he's going to take his family. He's going to divide it up into two bands. And, and I, want, I want Ryan to read uh, verses 7 through 12 in response to this. Esau's coming with 400 men. I mean, think about this. So let's, let's read it together. All right. So it says, Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him and the flocks and herds and the camels into two bands, and said, If Esau come to one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which saidest unto me, Return into thy country and to thy kindred, I will, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Go ahead and read 11 and 12. All right. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and smite me and the mother with the children. And thou saidest, I will surely do thee good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. Wow. So he's afraid. He's already planning an attack from Esau with 400 men. He says, well, you know, if I break them up into two bands, divide them up, maybe I could save one of them. Well, let's think you about know? this, right? So, I mean, it's reasonable. I mean, I, I'd probably do the same thing. Jacob has a lot of people with him because they're moving, right? So they're a caravan going across the land to get back home. Why does Esau have 400 men with him? <laughs> I mean... That's alarming at this stage of the game because Jacob doesn't know what the future. He doesn't have the benefit of already reading the book of Genesis. And so he's sitting there with the thought in his mind that why would Esau be coming with 400 men if it weren't for the fact that he's going to try to kill me? He's going to do something. I mean, wow, that's a, that's a serious posse, an entourage once again. <clears throat> and so, you know, so he's going to prepare uh, himself. And of course he, he lodges there at night and he's going to present some presents for Esau. So check this out, everyone. This is what he's going to give to, to Esau as presents. He's going to take these messengers and bring the presents before Esau and the 400 men. Uh, listen, this is incredible. 200 she-goats, 20 he-goats, 200 ewes, 20 rams, 30 milk camels with colts, 40 kine, kine is cattle, uh, 10 bulls, <clears throat> 20 she-donkeys, and 10 foals. Wow. This is what he's going to give to him. You know, I don't know about you guys, but Jacob was wealthy when he left Uncle Laban. Oh, yeah. He was wealthy. So he's presenting these presents, 
you know, and, and, and if you go back and look at Genesis chapter 31, verses 1 through 3, this is one of the reasons why Laban's sons were jealous of Jacob. Oh, yeah. Man, he was reproducing. He was having men servants, maid servants, and, and all these things were reproducing. And, and it, was a, it was value. And it came to fruition. They're like, look at this guy. Look what he's got. Yeah. Look at what all that he has, you know. And, and so once he sends the messengers with the presents, uh, Jacob is going gonna to follow the presents. Yeah, but check out what he did. He's going to follow the presents. He sends them in waves. Right, and each one of them is to bring their set of gifts that they're allotted, and say Jacob's coming with the next crew. That's a good point. Where'd you hear that? Right here in the scriptures. Oh, right in the scriptures. It's right here. Not from the Land of Israel podcast. No, I actually hadn't listened to the Land or of the Israel Hamash? podcast. No, the Hamash. Yeah, but check this out. So he goes in. Why don't he comes you show in, me the verse? He comes in waves. I'll show you. Just yeah, give me I want to see it. Oh man, you're you're gonna make me go and find it now. I know. I just think it's a good point. I mean, that makes sense. Well, but here, listen to the point, though. So he sends them in waves and says they're behind him, and oh, what comes next? Another set of gifts. So what he's doing is he's softening Esau up. He's saying, oh, here's some gifts. Oh, but I'm going to get... I don't care about these gifts. Well, next next round, next it's round. It's verse 19. There's several rounds. Let's read, read verse it. 19. Let's read it. Okay. I found it. Okay, all right. It says, And so he commanded the second and the third, and all of the followed the drove, saying, On this manner shall you speak unto Esau when you find him. Very good. And say ye moreover, behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us, for he said, I will appease him with the present that goeth before me, and afterward I will see his face. Peradventure he will uh, he will accept of me. So it's cool because you know he's sending these waves of his of his servants with gifts ahead to Esau, and then they come back and they report, right? And so you can only hope that by the time Jacob gets to him after all these waves of gifts, that you know it'll be it'll be all right, you know. He'll, and, and so once again, he's got to make it right with Esau. He's got to face his fears. Amen. What, what are you fearing in life? What's your fear? You know, what, what is the one thing that you, you're, not, you're not actually confronting? Mm. You're just like procrastinating about it, you know, like you want to get around to, you're thinking about it, you know. <clears throat> so, so he goes over a brook uh, and of course he's left alone. Jacob's left alone. And I'm going to have uh, Ryan read, uh, I want Ryan to read uh, Genesis 32, uh, verses, I guess, 22 to 28. All right, here we go. It says, And he rose up that night and took <coughs> uh, took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the ford Jabok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he, he had. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint, and he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. Wow. So all of a sudden, this guy comes out of nowhere. He wrestles a man until daybreak. Imagine that. He wrestled a man until daybreak. Yeah. You know? And, and so <clears throat> he touches the, the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. I mean, it says it right there in 32.25. And he's wrestling, and he's wrestling, and he's wrestling. In verse 26, it says, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. This is a cry, you know. I mean, he's crying out, no, no, I'm wrestling. You're going to bless me. He knows he's wrestling something, you know. And, and it seems to me that what comes out the most, Ryan, is that remember, 
he he was not dad's favorite you know so jacob is actually striving for something continually of acceptance and and he wants to be the favorite or he wants to be noticed you know and that's how it all really unfolds for all of us we all want to be acknowledged and noticed you know i know when my son scored his first goal you know last last friday in soccer you know uh he came out of the pack all smiling his fist up in the air woohoo you know and i i said you go micah you go you the man you the man you know and just cheered him on you know because you know we we should praise another you know think of others more highly than ourselves you know and when other people have success we should really acknowledge that and so once again you know jacob has his family he has all these things going on i mean he has you know great wealth uh, he's definitely a family man at this point, uh, a herder of livestock. And so he's got to confront his past now. Yeah. He's got to confront something that took place 20 years ago that he doesn't know how it's going to unfold. Notice the Lord doesn't come to him and say, Jacob, it'll be all right. It'll be okay. Yeah. He had to struggle with his thought process. Have you ever done that late in bed at night and you struggle with your thought process? Oh, yeah, for but sure. But he wants this blessing, right? And, and what does the guy say? He says, thy name shall be called no more Jacob. Yaakov, which is supplanter, heel grabber, right? But Israel, for as a prince, hast thou power with God, and with men hast thou prevailed. He prevailed, Ryan, against man and God. So think about this, everyone. If you're struggling right now, and it's not with man, but with God, that's where you want to have success. Because we can overcome men. You know, we know God is in control. And Ryan, I'm going to tell you something. I was really encouraged today at prayer and everything, just looking up this name Israel. Once again, the connotation, I want to encourage all of you who believe that you were grafted in, that you are part of the commonwealth of Israel. But uh, the name is Yisrael. And this is what blew my mind, Ryan. You want to talk about an identity change. I don't know. I'm going to get the duct tape and put it around my head just because I can't handle another mind blow right you, now. You, no, no. Listen to this. I mean, just think of this. In the Strong's Concordance, Ryan, the name Yisrael means he will rule as God. So when we make statements, when we make take action or we say things or we do things, it says he will rule as God. We're speaking on behalf of God, Ryan. And that's where the justice comes about when people are out of line and different things. But it comes from uh, number 8280, which is Sarah. Sounds like Sarah, doesn't it? Sarah. Mm-hmm. This is wrestle, where we right? get to prevail, have power as a prince. Which is because her name means diminutive, right? Right. Dominative. And, right. And so... That's Sarah. It means that. Right. But it means to, to have power as a prince, to prevail. You know, we're not the son of God, Ryan, but you're a son of God. Amen. I am a son of God. Hey, you know, that's like that song. So think about it. To prevail, to have as a prince... I believe it was friend of God, but I mean, you know, oh, it's all good. What did I say? You Prince know. of God? I mean, same thing. I changed the friend, word. son, you know. That's what I'm thinking. But but what about this other word that comes from Yisrael, L at the end? Which El is God, right? means strength, mighty, used of deity Ooh. from 410 in the Strong's Concordance. So think about it, everybody. You want to be grafted in? You know, you're going to have to put your big boy pants on. That's right. You're, if you can't run with the big dog, stay on the porch. It means he will rule as God. Yeah. So the decisions we make, Ryan, have to be godly decisions. Right. We speak on behalf of God. So when I say, I believe the restoration that we gather the whole house of Israel is made up of Jews and non-Jews, I'm speaking on behalf of God. 
Right. I'm speaking on behalf of all the non-Jews that are out there trying to figure it out. I mean, even Ruth, the Moabite, was absorbed into the commonwealth of Israel. You know, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I have a couple thoughts. First off, I wrestled in high school, right? Oh, there you go. All four years. So wrestling is near and dear to my heart. So I'm wondering, was this like WWE wrestling? You know, with like the, the show? I think it's just life? grappling. Like, or, like just, you know. Yeah, or was it like Greco-Roman or like? I think it's a Greco-Roman, you know. Or maybe freestyle? Yeah, I don't think it was a cage fight. No. <laughs> I mean, you never know, right? I, mean, I don't think so. So, But the point is 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 more over the... But I don't know, man. His, his, what did it say? His, it says his heel got pulled out of... Or his, his hip. It, yeah. He, he, he ended up getting his hip pulled out of joint. Yeah. So that's pretty... Something was going on. That's pretty tough. But I look at this and I'm like, you know, I've struggled with God. You know, I, being Israel is about is about that struggle. Because, you know, people just claim that, you know, they have faith or this or that. Have you ever struggled with your faith? Have you ever struggled with your belief? Have you ever struggled with with believing what God is, is going to do for your future? Have you ever had fear? And then you've struggled with God about what's going to happen and what decisions you should be making to, for the next, you know, step. Um, you know, I think that this wrestling at the end, it's like, you know, God, I've, I've, I've done all this labor. I've done the praying. I've done the searching. I've read the word. I've done all this stuff. And now I'm not letting you go. We struggle. Until you bless me. Right. Right. I'm not letting you go until you bless yeah. me. So what's this blessing? This, I want it. This blessing is this learning experience. You know, a, a lot of people liken the experience that Jacob goes through. They watch his life and they see that this maybe this is his salvation experience. That we can liken this to salvation. That that when our spirit and God's spirit meets, that that's that's salvation, right? Right. That he, we we face God. We believe on Him. We struggle through this whole thing, and then in the end, we're given a new name. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, if if we continue on in the story, though, I want Ryan to also read, uh, because it's so important, um, verses 29 through 31 in chapter 32. Let's continue on in this wrestling match here. What's going to unfold here? All right, it says here, And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over uh, Penuel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh, unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank. So let's put all the clues together. Let, let Scripture interpret Scripture. So he's wrestling with this man, and then he says, I'm going to call this place Penile, which means what? I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Penile? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> he's cracking up over here. It's not penial. It's penile. It's penile. Because it's Penny L. Penny L. Listen, I've seen God face to face and my life is preserved. You guys think about this. It's a theophany. What's a theophany? A visible manifestation of a deity. You know, we don't understand all these mysteries, Ryan, but he's wrestling with this man. And then he says, I've seen God. Yeah. Now, we don't have time to get into Exodus when they do the marriage covenant. It says that God ate with them uh, to celebrate that marriage covenant. But once again, we can see this. And he leaves with a limp. Let me tell you something. If you're not walking with a limp, you ain't wrestling with God. Mm. God will always leave a mark on you. He'll do something. 
You know, we talk about Paul's thorn in the flesh and this and that and all these other things, but I'm telling you, if you wrestle with God, you will be marked. You ain't going to be the same, that's no. for sure. So, so, so he wrestles, and, he, and, he, and he's called Israel. I mean, he really had to go through something. He really had to go through something. And, and so, you know, um, what does he do? Right before uh, seeing Esau, what's he going to do? In, in Genesis 33, 2, if Ryan could read that, we're in chapter 33 now. What's he going to do? So it says, And he put the handmaids and their children foremost, and Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph hindermost. So Jacob put the family members that he loved the most in the back. See the favorites playing out? Now, what's interesting about Jacob is he wasn't a favorite. But now he's putting his favorites in the back. So the very thing he's trying to overcome, he creates within his own family, Ryan. Isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah. You know, and we're going to get into, you know, uh, the birthright and everything later. But but just think about this. It, it's kind of like, well, well, we'll talk about it when we get to that one point because I, I know I, I wrote it down. You don't want to put the cart before the horse? Well, no, it's 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 going to be coming up here in chapter, I believe, thirty three. So this is what he does, and so Jacob's going to be going to run towards Esau. He's going to bow down seven times. We know that means completion. Jacob was showing reverence to his brother. He was not worshiping him. He's going to bow down to him seven times. These are the chronological events that are happening. And so let's get into Genesis 33, 4, and this is the beautiful, beautiful uh, reunion. It is, man. It's a reconciliation. And so it says here in uh, chapter 33, verse 4, And Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. Just a bromance here. So now Jacob is rest. He's rest assured that everything's okay. Esau is over his anger of wanting to kill him. You know, and I, and I have to say something, Ryan, even when it comes to Israel and all the threats that countries make to Israel, like Iran, you know, um, you know, they want to annihilate Israel and the Jewish people, whatever it is, whatever quote you want to use, it's public records, folks, uh, serious anti-Semitism, uh, destruction in, 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 to the Jewish people. But you need to remember, everyone, that if somebody threatens you with their mouth, if they say something, if it comes out of their mouth, Rest assured, they will do it. They'll at least try. But the nations won't even, they won't even acknowledge that when it comes to Israel. You have other nations assaulting Israel, saying they want to wipe them out, murder them, terrorize them. And, and the nations say that that's okay. You know, they're just, they're just talking. No, those are, those are threats. When anyone threats, you know, um, you need to take it seriously, you know. So what, what comes to my mind is this, Ryan, and this is so awesome. Uh, here's a quote. Uh, we must restore our relationships outside the land of Israel and in the land of Israel. Ooh. So we have an immediate family um, right now that we ha- were birthed from, that we came from. You know, there's, a, there's a, another famous saying, <laughs> you can, you know, pick your friends, you can't pick your family. Uh, and I only say that because, you know, we should try to be restored to our family and love our family you know, I'm not saying we got to compromise our faith or what we believe or or put them ahead of Jesus, but I want to say that uh, what's playing out now, Ryan, is that you know my wife and I were we're trying to work on that to love our families where they're at and to, to meet them where they're at and to communicate and, and come together and, and have a meeting of the minds and stuff. But at the same time, you know, what about our family in Israel? What about Judah, our Jewish brothers and sisters? You know, um, and so we're seeing even in our congregation many families. Are being restored at Beit Tehillah. Many families are 
of course, um, being restored. And uh, of course, we go back to the to, to the presence. You know, uh, you know, Jacob's persistence. You know, allows Esau to take the presence because of his persistence. I love he, this he stuff. This, this whole Middle Eastern he, like he takes them. You know, it's like a custom. Like, no, I can't take these gifts. And then he's like, Oh no, I insist. Okay, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take them. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I would have taken them. Yeah, of course. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, I remember uh, somebody give me a gift. I like I got three of them already. I like, no, I'm gonna give me another one. Oh, no, I already have three of those. No, I have four now or whatever. But uh, <laughs> so what happens now, the story is going to play out. So here's the restoration, right, between Esau and Jacob. And, of course, uh, you know, uh, Esau says, hey, come on, Jacob, why don't you journey with me? You know, why don't you journey with me? What, what does it say in Genesis thirty-three thirteen, Ryan? It says here in thirty-three thirteen, after uh, Esau says, hey, come on, let's go together and we'll do this journey. And he says... Uh, and he said unto him... My this is, this is going to be uh, Jacob's response to that. That is correct. And he says, And he said unto him, My Lord knoweth that the children are tender, and the flocks and herds with young are with me. And if men should overdrive them one day, all the flock will die. So let my Lord, I pray thee, pass over before his servant, and I will lead on softly, according as the cattle that goeth before me, and the children be able to endure, until I come unto my Lord, unto Sayer. Very good, very good. You know, I have this example. You know, he says, "Listen, my children are tender; the herds are with young. We can't move real fast. We got to take it, take it easy." You know, yesterday I had to take uh, Eva to Walmart, Ooh. and I walked into Walmart with her. Did you see some Walmartians? Yeah, we we saw a lot of things. <laughs> so I'm holding her hand, and I'm going to pick up just a few things. I don't need to put her in the cart. I just need to walk with her. Yeah, and I caught myself dragging her. Oh. You know, because I'm kind of quick pace here. Yeah. And as I look at this portion, kind I realize... Kind of the way like Christopher I, I Robin to, drags poo. Yeah. I had to slow it down, take smaller steps, and bring her along. And then she held a couple of the items, and I had an item. But it reminded me of this story. When you have a little three-year-old holding your hand, it will slow you down. Oh, yeah. You got to just slow it down. And I realized, hey, you know what? And uh, you don't need to be dragging your child. And so he wanted to go at a slower pace. And... Um, and of course, we know that there's there's some things being set up here, you know. So Esau's going to offer to leave some of his people with Jacob, and, and Jacob just didn't accept. He goes, no, 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 we're fine, we're fine. You don't need to leave anybody with me. He's like, you mean spies? Or whatever. <laughs> what nah. is he thinking? And, and, and so Esau returns to Seir, and Jacob is going to go to Sukkot, and he, he, he built a house along with booths for his cattle in Genesis 33, 17. Once again, the notes from the So the he went to Sukkot and built booths? Yeah. So, oh. you know, here it is. You know, Interesting. This is, I know, because you know what's funny is if you go back and look at this reference, uh, when Israel leaves Egypt, Exodus chapter 12, verse 37, they go from Ramses to Sukkot. Huh. And that's the final climax of the feast days is Sukkot, tabernacles. And, and think about this, though. Jacob had a destiny and a different destination than his brother Esau. If you go back and even look at Uncle Laban in Genesis 31, 55, it says that he went back to his place. Mm-hmm. See, he's part of that family, so that's he's not part of the journey of, 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 of Jacob. Uh, you move into Exodus 18, 27, the father-in-law of Moses, Jethro, and Moses says, come with us, come with us. The Lord is doing mighty works and this and that. And, and he's like, you know... Uh, nope, he went back to his own place, you know? So this story is going to unfold, and he's going to move on uh, from, from Sukkot, and he's going to move on uh, to a city of Shechem, Shalem, city of Shechem, 
and he's going to buy a parcel of a field for 100 pieces of money. He's going to purchase uh, land. He's going to provide another deed. Do we see another transaction before with Abraham? We do it in the Cave of Machpelah. Cave of Machpelah. And once again, you know, they're strangers in a, in, a, in, a, in a land that's not theirs yet. They've been given the promise of the land, but now they're among all the ites. And so, you know, he, he wants to buy this parcel of a field from, from Hamor, which is Shechem's father. And uh, he's a Heavite. You'll find and discover in the story. He's mm-hmm. a Heavite. And of course, you know, we have the story of Dina, uh, the daughter of Leah. She goes out, and, and who does she go to see? The daughters of the land. Yeah, she's out. She's got all brothers. Yeah, yeah. She no. doesn't know what a sister is. Yeah. She not. has no sisters. She's like, I wonder what the ladies are like. I wonder what's going on. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm, I'm sure it was understandable, you know. And so she, she goes out to the daughters of the land, and she definitely doesn't fit in. And so, you know, here we have Hamar the Heavite, the prince of the country, uh, is, of course, Shechem. Uh, in Shechem uh, is actually the son of Hamar the Heavite. And his name is Shechem. Wow. City, the prince, here he is. So he takes Dina. He, he saw her. He took her. He laid with her. And he defiled her. And man, he really wanted her, you know. He really wanted her. And so, um, you know, he, he goes to his father, Hamor, and says, man, get me this damsel to wife. And the quote's right there. Get me her. I want her. Yeah. But he basically raped her. He took her. He laid with her. He, he compromised her, Ryan, is what he did. You know, it doesn't say she consented or not. It's not the point. It doesn't say one way or the other. No, it doesn't say one way or another. You know, and now all of a sudden, you know, you know, Jacob and his sons hear about this. Man, they are grieved and they are angry. They are wroth. That's what it says. That was their response, you know. And and so they're going to try to come up with this marriage arrangement now with Jacob and his sons for Dina. Uh, they're going to try to come up with some kind of an arrangement uh, for her hand in marriage uh, to, of course, Shechem, the son. And uh, and now a little plot is going to unfold, you know. A plot's going to unfold, and, and the brothers come up with, hey, you know what? I'll tell you what, you know, we should probably read it. Let's let's look at Genesis 34, 13 through 18. Let's, let's just look at this unfold this this situation that's not really good. All right, so we're we're I guess basically where we're at when we come up to to verse thirteen is that this uh, is the agreement to in order to get Dina, this is what you're going to have to do and everything. Right, so they come and they want to marry. Yeah. He wants to marry Dina, so they're going to have a conversation. Yeah, with the so brothers. here's the negotiation. All right, it says and the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor his father deceitfully and said. So wait, they're being deceitful. Huh, interesting. And said, because he had defiled Dina their sister, and they said unto them, We cannot do this thing to give you our sister to one that is uncircumcised, for that were a reproach unto us. But in this will we consent unto you, if ye will be as we be, that every male of you be circumcised, then we will then will we give our daughters unto you, and we will take your daughters to us. And we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. And if ye will not hearken unto us to be circumcised, then we will take our daughter, and we will be gone. And their words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. So the agreement is going to be a circumcision. Oh, we all will be one. We'll all be one big happy family. This, this is what you need to do. But you know, I, I think the, the stage is being set for a, it's a setup. Oh yeah, for is sure. what it is. It says that. 
And, and so it, it's a setup. Now, here's the interesting thing. Both parties were deceiving one another. Because remember what they were saying? The brothers, we'll take your daughters and we'll dwell with you and we'll become one people. Yeah. We'll be one big happy family. That's what we'll do. Well, the Heavites are doing the same thing, Ryan. Check this out. In Genesis chapter 34, verse 23, I'll read this one. Shall not their cattle and their substance and every beast of theirs be ours? Only let us consent unto them, and they will dwell with us. Hmm. So, so they, I'll get what theirs, they'll, they'll get what's mine. And So they and, see it as an economic opportunity. Well, they're saying, yeah. They're yeah. saying, hey, let's do this. Everything they have will be ours. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work out very good, does it? Yeah, it's like marrying yeah, a, billion, like marrying a billionaire's daughter, right? Oh, we'll be rich, you know? It doesn't work that way. No, no. So, so Hamor and Shechem had false motives, you know, sure. among the Hevites. And, and it's laid out right there. And so did Simeon and Levi. Uh, Genesis 34, 25, Ryan, let's read that. This is the response. This is what was planned all along, I believe, with Simeon and Levi. Oh, no doubt. It says, And it came to pass on the third day when they were sore that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dina's brethren, took each man his sword and came upon the city boldly and slew all the males. Wow. Simeon and Levi. That, that, that's very interesting. So they waited till they, you know, circumcised themselves and were in pain. Right. Trying to heal. And, and then they, able to fight. And they came and killed them. Man, that's, a, that's just an incredible story. That's, that's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a real story. Forget about Hollywood stories. This is a real story that unfolded. And they take all the, you know, Jacob, you know, the Jacob's sons, you know, they, they take all the possessions, they take the children, spoil the city and the wives, and they take them. They become absorbed into Israel. You know, this reminds me of Abraham when he was in what? Haran? Says that, you know, many people joined him there. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, he had his militia of 300 men that grew from his own home. So, so it's kind of like Beit Tehillah. We started in the living room. Now look at us. You know, and we're growing, you know. And, and so, you know, um, this unfolds. And Jacob is like, oh, my gosh, you know. He's afraid now. Once again, fear comes into his life. Yeah. Because he's in a strange land. You know, he's trying to make, make the right moves. Well, and his the kids right went things. and killed the whole village. I know, but he's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what are all these inhabitants going to do to us now because of Simeon and Levi, you know? Yeah. Look at what they did, you know? And he had this fear of Esau. Now he's got this afraid of the inhabitants of the land of Canaan because of what his, his sons had done. Um, and so God directs him, you know, he prays. He's like, man, I got a crisis here. God tells Jacob, to, you know, to go up to Bethel. You know, go to Bethel. And um, in Genesis 35, 2, I find this interesting as we get into this chapter. Uh, let's, let's read it, that one, Ryan, because there's a little transition here. So he cries out, man, all these inhabitants are going to kill me. God says, no, go to Bethel. And now we're going to see something else that they're going to do in response to this. You mean start at verse 1 or verse 2? You could do 1 and 2. All right, let's do it. And it says, And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. Go ahead and read verses 3 and 4 too. All right, let's do it. Says, and let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make there an altar unto God who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand, and all their earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. 
So here's his response. So he listens to God, and he's going to get favor from God, because now in verse 5, look what happens to the people now. People, the inhabitants of the land. Now, Jacob's all worked up that the inhabitants are going to kill him and his family. They're going to come back for, for what, like the avenger. Yeah, that's Avenge right. the blood of the innocent or whatever. You that's know. right. They're going to be avengers. Of course, he did wipe out all the males of Shechem. Who's going to avenge that? But re- read the verse. Uh, which one? Verse 5. Okay. It says, And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them, and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. There we go. There we go. So there's there's the transition right there. And, of course, he's going to build an altar. He's going to name the place El Bethel. There he goes. What does the altar do? shows ownership. That's right. It's the house ownership. of God. Ownership. And, uh, of course, as we look at the family tree here, or... Uh, relatives or maid servants, men servants, handmaidens. We of course have uh, Rebecca's nurses buried uh, beneath Bethel under the oak, and it was called Alon Bachuth, Genesis thirty-five eight. So once again, even within this story, there's a there's a death now. Rebecca's nurse nurse was buried in uh, Bethel. Now, in uh, Genesis thirty-five ten, God is going to confirm Jacob's new name. And what was the new name, Ryan? Israel. Israel. He's going to confirm it. Remember, you're Israel. So, so he's already wrestled with God, and he made right with Esau. Now, all of a sudden, his sons do this act after his daughter's rape, pretty much, compromised. Yeah. I wouldn't want my daughters to, to be Dina in that storyline. No, of course you know? not. So he's, he's suffering hardship, Ryan. And then his sons do what they do. And then he, then he loses Rebecca's nurse or whatever, you know. And then, of course, you know, all this happens, and they're getting rid of all these trinkets and stuff that they shouldn't have been having. And now he reminds him, hey, listen, man, you're Israel, right? He will rule as God. That's Yisrael. It comes from Sarah to prevail, have power as a prince. I mean, there it is, Ryan. Think about our family tree and what's gone on in our family tree. You know, one of the things I was thinking I mean, about uh, in this whole scenario is, is we just... We got past Esau, right? But I, I was thinking about the blessings and the cursings and, and, and Jacob stealing Esau's blessing and stealing Esau's birthright. But then Jacob, quote-unquote, steals those things, but then he hightails it out of there and heads off for 20 years. And all that time, Esau has you know all of his father's possessions, I guess, at that point, to himself. There's a lot in here. There is. I mean, this portion. So check this out. But then Jacob comes back, and instead of going with Esau and taking over his possessions uh, that were rightfully his, at this point, he actually goes on to Shechem and purchases a field. This is another landy, just like Hebron that we've heard already. Right. He purchases uh, the field, which we know that Joseph is buried in Shechem. Uh, and to this day, that Shechem is still uh, Shechem, yeah. Is, you got Mount Evil and Mount Gerizim on either side, right? And, and it's still contested. And then he goes on, and now his daughter gets raped. His sons go and kill a whole village, and now he's on the run. Hardship. But where does he go? He goes back to Bethel. This is none Cyclical. other than the house of God, because where the gateway to heaven. This is the gate of heaven, right? So he goes because yeah, he's seeking the Lord there. He is, and he's going to confirm. Listen, Jacob, you're no longer Jacob. Yaakov, you're, you're Israel. You're Yisrael. And this is what he says to him after all of this. Genesis 35, 11. Let's, let's read that one, Ryan. All right. It says, And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins. Man, 
there is so much in here. See, Jacob, he's going to say, Jacob, you're Israel now, and from you is going to come many, many people, even Beit Tehillah. Oh, yeah. Right? Something you never even dreamed of. So basically, it's a people coming out of the nations. A company of nations shall come out of Israel, out of Jacob. You know, this goes back, Ryan, to the fullness of the Gentiles. In Genesis 35, 11, we have this verse right here that we're reading. But if you go back to, uh, if you don't mind reading Genesis chapter 48, verses 19 and 20. This is forward. We we're are going, going to see forward this. in time. We are going forward now. Genesis yeah, 48, back. 19 and 20. Just to reiterate. It's funny I have these verses highlighted. That's this right. Really let's let's read these find. two verses. Because he says, a company of nations shall be of thee. That's right. And so this is actually Jacob talking to Joseph, and he says, And the father, his father refused, the father being Jacob, and said, I know it, my son, I know it. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great, but truly his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his seed shall become a multitude of nations. And he blessed them that day, saying, In thee shall Israel bless, saying, God make thee as Ephraim and as Manasseh, and he set Ephraim before Manasseh. Incredible. And if you don't mind, Brian, because we talk about a company of nations shall be of thee. Think about it. Uh, a nation and a company of nations shall be of thee. If you could go to Romans eleven twenty-five through 29. Romans eleven twenty-five through 29. Once again, we're, we're looking at the, the redemptive plan of God. This is a progressive revelation from God. This is good stuff, folks. Anytime I get to read these verses out loud is a good day. Okay? That's all I'm saying. All right, so here we go. It says, uh, Romans chapter 11, verse 25, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall come out of Zion the Deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, when I say, Take away their sins." As concerning the, the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Do you see God's plan, everyone? Nobody's replacing anybody. You're just a part of the plan. There's wild branches, and then there's natural branches. And I wild had him read thing. that. And I want to give you one more witness, too, in regards to this. This is the awakening that's happening in the church. And, and at Beit Tehillah, we're just trying to make sense of this through a community level. What can we do as a community now that we know this? Instead of being a lone ranger, instead of being on our own, we're doing this with others. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22, I'm not going to read all of it, but I want to read, uh, I guess, uh, Ephesians 2, 11. Uh, 12 and 13. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called on circumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Come on, wow. somebody. I'm glad you said that. Notice the commonwealth of Israel is mentioned in here, Ryan. This is incredible. What an incredible story. I mean, and, and let's look at uh, Genesis 35, 12. This is all self-explanatory, people. This is what's happening in the earth. People are coming out of the nations, and they're drawn to their Hebrew roots. They're not Jewish, Ryan. This is a phenomenon. This is a, a Holy Spirit awakening, Ryan. 
There's no hierarchy. There's nobody controlling this or, or monitoring it or, or in charge of it. Who's heading this thing up? It says, I'll write Torah, minds and hearts after those days. It's game on. That's what's happening. It sure So is. think about Genesis 35, 12, Ryan, if you could just read that. Uh, once again, he's, he's reiterating the promises made to Abraham and Isaac to Jacob now, to Israel. That's right. So just after he says, kings will come out of thy loins, he says, and the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed after thee will I give the land. I'm telling you, Ryan, listen. There might be something to this whole seed of Abraham and Listen, the land I'm just saying I, this, okay? At first I was a doubter, listen, but now I'm not. Uh, and I want to make it very clear, you know, the Jewish people are God's chosen people, yes. bar none, man. It's right there in the scriptures. Whether they're blinded to the gospel of Yeshua or not, Ryan, they are God's chosen people, period. He did not break that covenant. He did not break those promises, okay? But we need to look at this in, in, a, in, a, in a larger scale. What's the big picture here, you know? And, and so we're going to see some other things unfold here as well as, as Jacob is going to need strength now because things are going to happen in his life that are not really uh, happy, happy, happy times. Yeah, they're not super exciting. No, you know? So, so anyway... Um, he sets up a pillar in the place where he talked with him, uh, where he talked with God. He set up a pillar. And then, of course, he busts out with the, uh, uh, on the pillar, a drink offering and oil on the pillar. So he's, he's actually anointing something to set it apart. He's like, something has happened to me. I need to set up this pillar and, and do a drink offering and oil because he's setting the, he, he's had an encounter with God, Ryan, and he's trying to physically mark it now. You know, and that's what oil does. It sets something apart. Yeah. So he's like, hey, I've been through all this. This has happened now. But my goodness, I'm going to put a pillar up and anoint it with oil, do a drink offering. And he, and he calls the place Bethel. I mean, it's right there. And, and so he does all of this, Ryan. Think about it. He's on top of the mountain. He's rejoicing. He's doing all this stuff. Set up the pillar, the oil, the, 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 the drink offering, Ryan. And then let's read Genesis 35 Verses 16 through 18 now. Once again, another another tragedy. These are sad verses, man. I don't like I know. This. It's like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm doing pretty good. You ever go to watch a movie and like you know it's sad, so you're like, I don't even know if I want to watch this. I don't know if I want to feel these things. You know? I know, I know. Here we but, go. But we, right, this is go. our family. I know. Rachel. All right, it says, And they journeyed from Bethel, and there was a little way to come to Ephrat. And Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. And it came to pass when she said... When, and it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. Benjamin. In verse 19. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrat, which is Bethlehem. So wait a second. So you mean to tell me? That the mother of Joseph and Benjamin dies in Bethlehem? Huh. The I'm, house just gonna, of bread. I'm just gonna I'm gonna the let people take bread. that and I'm not even gonna say anything and let them just, you know, I mean do right whatever there. they want with that in their and, mind. And notice she's not buried. What else comes from Bethlehem? With the other matriarchs and patriarchs. But what else comes from she's Bethlehem? She's separate, Ryan. Like we are. We've been separated. What? It just happens that way. Stop. I know. Rachel's tomb is a very special place. So she, she wants to call his name Benoni. Jacob says no. Benoni means son of my sorrow, but Benjamin, you, you, you shall call him, is what Jacob is saying. That's what we're going to call him. Which is son of my right hand. right hand. This is kind of like a picture of Yeshua. Of Yeshua, he comes to suffer first. Wait, 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 wait. Then he rules in And where was Yeshua born? Bethlehem. What? Stop. You see the tie-in? Where was Benjamin born? Benjamin is like a type of the promise, too, though. Oh. 
he was Benjamin born in was Bethlehem. Born, Benjamin, of course, was born in Bethlehem, but he's also the only child born in the land of Israel. Uh-huh. All the other children were born outside the land of Israel. So chew on that for a little bit, folks. Chew on that. Wait. One Messiah coming two different times, you know. And, and so, um, you know, things start happening. Uh, more drama. You think, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I lost my, my favorite wife. I loved her. I love Rachel. You know, I love Rachel. You know, it's so funny. My wife and I tell this story. Uh, I wanted to name uh, our, our second daughter, Rachel. Uh, she ended up being Adea Rachel. But I like to call her Rachel. Rachel. I just love that name. I love Rachel. She just, she means a lot to me. Uh, so, so, you know, the family drama continues. Some of you are listening to this podcast wondering, man, I got some family drama, but I don't know if it's like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you got this but family drama. But what happens in uh, Genesis 35, 22, let's read that verse. Here's another event within the family. And some of you are thinking that, you know, no one can relate to your family today. Well, let's look at our family in the past. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. 35, Here we go. <laughs> Keep paddling faster. I hear banjo music. It says, and it came to pass when Israel dwelt in that land that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard it. Now the sons of Jacob were 12. Once again, Reuben loses the birthright. Yeah. He's going to lose the birthright. It's going to go down the line all the way to Ephraim. We don't have time to get into all that for the sake of the podcast. We've had a lot of awesome things in here. Um, and of course, you know, um, let's look at um, in memory of Yitzhak. Let's, let's look at Genesis 35, 28 and 28. Well, 28, uh, well, 27 through 29. Yeah, let's just do that. Uh, let's, let's do uh, those verses in, in memory of Yitzhak. All right, and it says, And Jacob came unto Isaac his father, unto Mamre, unto the city of Arba, which is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac sojourned. And the days of Isaac were a hundred and fourscore years. And Isaac gave up the ghost and died, and was gathered unto his people, being old and full of days, and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Wow, so they attended a funeral. So this together. is... this 180 is, years old. But check this out. So this is 23 years after Jacob makes it back into the land, though. Well, I mean, if you do the math, I don't know. Well, I'm just, that's according to Mike Cromwell. But 20 years, yeah. And if so, Mike Cromwell said it... Sure. It's got to be true. I hope it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it says right here he's 180 years old. He's 180. And so we're just working backwards, right. knowing that 20 years and then another 23 years. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because Esau and Jacob were born at the same time. Correct. Esau came out first. So yeah, you could do the math on that. So it's great to see that Esau and Jacob came to Isaac's funeral, Yitzhak's funeral, you know. And, uh, and now all of a sudden, you know, in closing on this particular podcast, uh, in the beginning of chapter 36, uh, we have uh, the generations of Esau all throughout this particular chapter. Once again, we have an active family, inactive family, but once again, the genealogy of Esau is mentioned. And in closing here, uh, we'll comment on just a little bit here and just bring you to... to to, you know, to a certain point. Uh, Ryan's going to read Genesis 36, verses 10 through 12. So check out part of this genealogy as we go down the line here a little bit. Something very interesting is going to unfold for the future. Ooh, and here it goes. It says, These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Adah, the wife of Esau, Ruel, the son of Bashemeth, the wife of Esau. And the sons of Eliphaz were Timon, Omar, Zepho, and Gadam, and Kenaz. And Timnah 
was concubine to Eliphaz, Esau's son, and she bare to Eliphaz Amalek. Bum, bum, bum. These were the sons of Adah, Esau's wife. There we go, folks. It's right there. He's right there, Amalek. You know, when Abraham married Keturah, he, he had a son named Midian, who became the Midianites, who, yeah. of course, back then would have been Saudi Arabia. Boom. So they're not in the news, are they? Who, Saudi Arabia? You know why they're not in the news? Because they're killing the journalists. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. This is crazy, everyone. It is this, crazy. This, this stuff that's going on. I mean, you need the Holy Spirit. We need the protection and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, uh, Yeshua made reference to the Holy Spirit, Ryan, when he said, hey, he will show you things to come. Well, we know now this particular character, the great-grandson of Esau, is Amalek. And he is not a good guy. Yeah, he's the father of the... He is not a good guy. The Amalekites. Amalekites. Okay. And let's close it out with Genesis 36, 43. Genesis 40, 36, 43. Duke Magdil, Duke Iram. These are the dukes of Edom according to their, inhab- their habitations in the land of their possession. He is Esau, the father of the Edomites. The father of the Edomites, or of Edom. It's the Reds. So, we think about Esau having his children, right? And here comes Amalek. Well, guess what? Who's going to come from the Edomites later on but Herod? Mm, that's right. Edomian? Yeah. The Edomian? That area or whatever? Yeah. No, for sure. No, I mean, I'll tell you what, if if I were to take this tour portion and, and point you guys to a, a spot, I would say go in and, and take a look at, you know, Jacob leaving Laban and how he wrestles with God and how he gets a new name. That new name is the name that God gives to his people. That new name is a name given from God to his people and then from uh, from Jacob gets the name and then he gives it to Ephraim and then so on and so forth and you guys should know and if you don't know... Now you know, right? Yeah. So um, thank you guys for listening. Quick thing for you guys. I want you guys to know that uh, it takes a lot of work to get this podcast done every week. And uh, here at Bait Tehillah, we have a vision to uh, build a strong community and raise up the next generations. And getting the message out of the tour portions, making it relevant for today, is one of the ways that we do that here. And so we just want you guys to know that those of you that are giving, we appreciate you so much. You can give uh, through our website. Uh, using the donate tab at topraise.net. You can also at that same place use the uh, watch us live tab to watch our services live on Saturdays. Uh, and if you guys want uh, to do it over the phone, you can always call us uh, at 813-654-2222. And then uh, you can reach out to me via email if you have any questions, concerns, you need some resources, you want something uh, from us or you want to make a comment or a compliment or anything like that, which we like the compliments, but we, we will take any comments. And, uh, and that's it. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Bless you, and have a great week.